This is Tim Bryan, pastor of Lifeway Apostolic Church, and this is our podcast. Thank you for joining us today. My prayer is that this message will inspire, build your faith, and draw you closer to Jesus Christ. Enjoy this message. Praise the Lord. I want to say a big welcome to all of our guests here today. And we have the longest travelers award going to the folks from Singapore. This is Nina's family. We're so thankful that they're here. And um, come on, we can do better than that. So thankful they're here today. Now let me just say this to your family, Nina, that I'm dressing the family, that we love Nina very much. And she's an incredible lady. And we like Rick, too. But watching her being baptized early this year and watching her grow in the Lord has just been an incredible, incredible thing to see. And we're thankful for the Haskins, amen, that they're here. And I know, Nina, you miss home, and it's great to have your family. But you have a big family right here, too, that loves you. And um, it's just, it's incredible to meet you all, to see the extension. So we welcome you, amen. They came from Singapore earlier this week. Amen. To visit and be a part of the family. Amen. 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 That's a long way to come. And the sacrifice for that is is tremendous. So I'm thankful. Um, I know it means a lot to Nina that you're here. And she's been so excited about it. And um, so God bless you. Hope that God ministers to you today. And all of our other guests here today, God bless you. Don't have all the names as of yet. And it's good to see family of those. And um, um, just incredible. Sillins family is here today. And uh, see Julia, or Emily, not Julia. Well, maybe one day. I don't know. See Emily baptized today. And I'm um, so thankful that you all are here. Amen. Let's give them all another good round of applause. Thank them for being here today. Um, you know, when you prepare a message for a special day like today, there's a lot of pressure on a pastor because, you know, it's, um, I'm just being real, okay? I don't know any other way just to be authentic, you know, and I, it's a lot of pressure to come up with a new spin on things or a new message, but really all the message is is about Jesus coming, robed himself in flesh in here, and I began to look at John. And forgive me if I don't read out of Luke and, and out of Matthew and the typical uh, story here today. But the real story is God robed himself in flesh. Yeah. In fact, let's go to Isaiah 55 first, Zach. Isaiah 55. Keep your finger there at John 1 if you're... Have your Bible. And uh, let me turn to Isaiah 55. And we may swing back to Isaiah 55 um, in just a moment or go back and forth here a little bit. Isaiah 55, verse number 6. Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call ye upon him while he is near. 
Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Everybody say his thoughts. And let him return unto the Lord and he will have mercy upon him. And to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. How many are thankful that he has pardoned us today? Come on, let's worship the Lord. Are you thankful that he has pardoned you today? Verse number 8. I love the book of Isaiah. Verse number 8. For my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. And I'm so thankful for that. I'm glad the Lord doesn't worry. I know I worry, but I'm glad the Lord doesn't have my thoughts. I said, I'm glad the Lord doesn't have my thoughts, because if the Lord had my thoughts, this world would look a whole lot different. And I'm glad His ways are above my ways, because if it was my way, this world would look a whole lot different. For as the heavens, verse number 9, for as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. And I love the following scriptures. For as the rain cometh down. Now picture, I I like to put pictures in my mind when I read the Bible. So picture the scripture as we're reading. For as the rain cometh down and the snow from heaven and returneth not thither. In other words, the rain falls, but we don't see the rain go back up the way it came down. And the snow doesn't go back up the way it came down. But watereth the earth and maketh it bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. Think about that. Came down to sow a seed. Watereth the earth came down so it would what? It would bud, give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. What's the spiritual application? Jesus came down. The Lord came down, robed himself in flesh to water the earth that it may grow forth and bloom. How does it do that? Through the power of the Holy Ghost. The Lord didn't come down and manifest himself in flesh just to us to die on the vine, but he came. He dwelt among us so that we can bloom and bud before him. That I can have bread. Verse number 11, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my my mouth. It shall not return unto me void. But it shall, I love this, it shall accomplish. Everybody say accomplish. That which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. We're going to stop right there. We're going to pray because I don't get ahead of myself in this message here today. Let's let's pray right now. Jesus, Lord, I love you. I love you, Jesus. I thank you, Lord, for your word that is powerful. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. God, I come to give you glory today. I come to give you an honor today. I come to to worship you, to magnify you, to, to glorify your name. Thank you, Jesus, for robing yourself in flesh and dwelling among us here today. 
I feel your presence. I feel your glory. I feel your healing power. I feel salvation in this room. I feel healing from brokenness. Lord, I love you, Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody say amen. Give your neighbor a high five and you can be seated. Amen. I had to stop reading because verse number 11 is very powerful. Look to your neighbor and say it's powerful. It's very important that you get verse number 11. Verse number 11, so shall my word, everybody say word, be that goeth forth out of my mouth, it shall not return unto me void. We talked about just a moment ago in the previous verses that the rain will fall upon the earth and does not return. The snow falls upon the earth and waters the earth and, and creates a, a place for the, the earth to bloom, to grow, to, to give, give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. These things happen so those things can bloom and they can grow. And verse number 11 is very powerful in that. So shall my word Everybody say word. Be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please. It, his word will accomplish what he pleases, not what you please. It's okay if I just preach on this just for a little bit right now. I said his word will accomplish what he pleases, not what I please. This words on a page are not here to appease me. It is here to appease and to bless the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's up to me to read the Word of God and to be planted in my life so my life will not return void unto Him. Bible says, It shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing. Everybody say, in the thing. Whereto I sent it. Verse number 12, For ye shall go out with joy and be led forth with peace. And the mountains and the hills shall break forth before you into singing. And all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. Everybody clap your hands. All right. Class participation. You're doing good. Instead of the thorn shall come up the fir tree. And instead of the briar shall come forth, uh, come up the myrtle tree. And it shall be to the Lord for a name, for an everlasting sign that shall not be cut shall be cut off. I'm here to tell you today, when you got the Word of God in your life, it will accomplish what it says it will do. It will not grow a briar branch. It will not grow thorns. But it will grow a myrtle tree. It will grow a fir tree. It will grow something beautiful in the sight of God. Now let's think about Isaiah 55 for a moment. Let's think about it. In the, in the essence of something coming down and beautifying the earth, to bring, in, bring in, uh, a, 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 a fruit to the earth, to bring forth budding, to bring forth a seed for the sower, bring bread to the eater. Somebody say amen. Now let's go to John chapter number 1. John chapter number 1, we're going to read a few verses here today, but I want you to get into your mind and in your heart what the Word of God is saying today. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God. I got to do it. Go back to Isaiah 55. So shall my Word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void. 
it shall not return unto me, but it will accomplish that which I please. Isaiah, the book of Isaiah is all about the coming of Christ. It's all about the things of who God is. It's about telling us and foretelling to us that Jesus is coming. Somebody say amen. The whole book of Isaiah is talking about the birth and the resurrection or the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Isaiah 53, you can read this, and many of you know it. Who hath believed our report? To whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant and as a root out of dry ground. He hath no form nor comeliness. Somebody say amen. And when we shall see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. He is despised and rejected of men, of man of many sorrows, acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised, and we esteemed him not. But verse number 4 says, Surely he hath borne or lifted away our griefs and carried away our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded. Somebody say wounded. For our transgressions. He was bruised. Somebody say bruised. For our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes we are healed. It's very something very interesting in Isaiah 53. The Bible looks, if you look at the penmanship and you look at the language in this chapter, and I've said this before, but it begins to foretell Christ and his sufferings, his birth and his sufferings. But it does so in the past tense. Notice that. It is the foretelling of something, but it's written in the past tense. He is despised and rejected of men. A man of sorrow was acquainted with grief, and we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised, and we esteemed him, esteemed him not. Surely he hath borne away our griefs and our sorrows, yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded, past tense, for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes we are healed. And why did you bring that up, Pastor? It's because I want you to understand his word will never return void. I said his word will never return void. Void. And let's go back to John chapter number 1. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God. In other words, His Word is expressed here today. The same was the beginning with God. And all things were made by Him. And without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life. And the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehendeth it not. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. The same came for a witness to bear witness of that light, that all men through him might believe. Somebody say believe. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. Here we go. We're going to get to verse number 10. That was the true light, verse 9, which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. Then verse number 10, he was in the world. Somebody say, in the world. And the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. Think about this for a moment. The world, he came into the world, and the world was made by him. Now think about it. It sounds like a contradiction. He was in the world, 
and the world was made by him. How can something enter into the world into a place that was made by him? I'm here to tell you that Jesus Christ is God. He robed himself in flesh, dwelt among us, so he dwelt among his creative work. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. But as many as received him, to give them, he gave them power to become the sons of God, and even to them that believe on his name. Everybody say his name. We're getting somewhere. Where or which were born, verse number 13, not of blood, nor of the will of flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. In verse number 14, you got to read kind of verse 1 and verse 14 together. And at verse 14 says, and the word was made flesh. Here's the beautiful thing. Go back to Isaiah 55. The rain falleth. The snow falleth. His word begins to be expressed, and it will not return void. The Bible says, and the word, going back to Isaiah 55, the word was made flesh. So his word was expressed in a fleshly form and dwelt among us. Somebody say amen. When I talk about the name of Jesus, it was his expressed word given unto us. People will reject the name. People will despise the name. People will make fun of people who worship the name. How many's ever been made fun of for going to church? Been made fun of for saying that you, you are one who believes in the name of Jesus Christ. But I'm here to tell you today, I want the word of God to accomplish in me what it's set out to accomplish. I said, I want the word of God to be expressed in me exactly what he wants to, to be expressed. I want God to, to be expressed in my life so my life will be a fir tree instead of a briar tree. I want my life to bloom under the presence of God rather than looking like a thorn in this world. I don't want to be a thorn. I want to be a blood-bought child of the most high God. And the only way that I can be blood-bought, the only way that I can be called the sons of God, if I allow the presence of the Almighty God, His express word, to be expressed in my life so that He can dwell in me and that I can bear forth fruit unto His presence and with His presence. So the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. Everybody say, He dwelt. This is a very powerful verse of scripture. That the Lord came, robed himself in flesh. His word was made flesh. The Lord expressed it, and it was going to happen whether you want it to happen or not. Because his word is not according to my will, it's according to his will. When God says, I made the heavens and the earth, that's exactly what he did. When the Lord says, let there be light, the next, the next sentence was, and there was light. When he says, I'm going to make man, man appeared. When he says, I'm going to let them breathe, they were going to breathe. When God said something is going to happen, it's going to happen. Can I go to the end of the book and say, when God says there's going to be a day of judgment, there's going to be a day of judgment. We don't like to talk about the day of judgment, but there will be a day of judgment. 
Just as we're, we, we talked about Isaiah, writing the book of Isaiah, over 700, perhaps 40 to 50 years before Christ was born. And he was writing in the past tense about the future. I'm here to tell you today, I'm thankful that I have been blood bought by the power of Jesus Christ. And my sins have been washed away by the one saving name of Jesus. But when he comes to me. There is a bloom that happens. There's a bread from heaven that happens. And not only am I, my sins washed away in my past, but my future looks a little bit different as well because the sower and the seed that he planted in my life is going to grow in something beautiful in his presence. So the word was made flesh and dwelt. Everybody say dwelt. This word, word, this word, word, this four-letter word called word. Many of you know and perhaps more than I do about the scholarly looks of this word, but it means logos, which is a, the type of word this is. It's an, 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 it's an enca- encompassing the essence of God's being. It encompasses the essence of His will. It encompasses the, the essence of His plan. It encompasses the essence of the articulated word of God. His word in Isaiah 55 and 11 became enfleshed or incarnate and dwelt. Everybody say dwelt. I'm thankful that that word became to dwell in us. It became flesh. Or in other words, it became tabernacled. I said it became tabernacled. Look to your neighbor and say tabernacle. Now, how in the world does that make sense? Bible says in Exodus chapter number 40. Um, if you can pull that up, uh, Brother Zach. Uh, uh, Exodus 40, uh, verse number 34 through number 38. Those of you who have your Bible, your, your, your uh, devices, Exodus 40, 34 through 38. Go ahead and throw it up there. What's that? It broke. That's all right. That's why we have our Bibles, right? Amen. I didn't have my, my stringy dilly there at that spot, so I'm going to have to thumb it here real quick. Exodus 40, 34. Then a cloud covered the tent of the congregation, and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. Somebody say it filled it. Filled that tabernacle. And Moses was not able to enter into the tent of the congregation because the cloud abode thereon. And the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. And when the cloud was taken up from, uh, from over the tabernacle, the children of Israel went uh, onward in all their journeys. But if the cloud were not taken up, then they journeyed not uh, till the day that it is what was taken up, for the cloud of the Lord was upon the tabernacle by day, and fire was on it by night, in the sight of all. Everybody say they all saw it. They all saw it. Come on, say it. They all saw it. They all saw it. 
There was witnesses of the cloud. There was a witnesses of the fire in the sight of all the house of Israel throughout all their journeys. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm thankful that I have a name that has been tabernacled in this place. I'm thankful there is a name that is upon this church and upon people and, and men and women that love Jesus Christ and love Him and looking for His appearing. I, I want to want you to know today that Jesus not only came and not only did He robe Himself in flesh, but He wants to be tabernacled in your life. He wants to be tabernacled in your life. What do you what do you mean by that? What I mean is I want God to dwell where I am. And then if he begins to move, I want to move. I got one yes and an amen over here. I say when God begins to dwell in us, I want to move when he moves. I, I, I'm thankful that I have a name that not only just came as a baby, but he wants to dwell with us. He wants to be tabernacled in our life. He wants to be tabernacled. He dwelt among us. And we beheld His glory, the glory as the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. We beheld His glory. I'm here to tell you today, when God begins to dwell among us, you can't hide the fact that God is there in that place. When you begin to worship God, when you begin to love God, and you begin to ask God to show Himself to you, my God is big enough and He's great enough to show you something perhaps you have never seen before. And the thing that you wish, that the things that this world, would, that you long for in this world, will become and dwelling with you full of grace and full of truth. He will dwell among us. The word tabernacle is also called skinu. Everybody say skinu. That doesn't mean you're a new skier. It just means skinu. Doesn't mean you have new skis. The word skinu called to mind the ancient Israelite tabernacle, which was a tent-like structure in which God's presence dwelt among his people. And like the Israelites of old, the disciples beheld the glory of God. They beheld the glory of God because His presence dwelt among His people. I'm thankful today that when Jesus came to this earth as a child, He came not only just to be as a child, but he rose as a lion in this world. And he came to this world to save this world from their sins. Somebody say amen. If you are in this room here today and you have sin in your life, God wants to take that sin and eradicate it from your, from your world. All you have to do is repent of your sins, and God will wash away your sins. And just like these two precious young ladies here in a little bit, they're going to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. I said they're going to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. He was, back to verse number 10 of John, chapter number 1. He was in the world. And the world was made by him. And the world knew him not. That's a beautiful message right there in itself. Did you know you were made by God? 
How many believe you were made by God? Clap your hands if you know you've been made by the Lord Jesus Christ. <laughs> See, I got you all excited, not clapping. You may not want to clap on this next part. The world, he was in the world, and the world was made by him. But the world knew him not. Many people believe that they are made by God. But many will refuse him and say, I do not know my maker. He came into his own, and his own received him not. But those that received him, verse number 12, but as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God and even to them that believe on his, somebody say name. I have that highlighted and underlined in my Bible because we know the name that is above every name. Come on, somebody. I said there is a name that is above every name. His name is Jesus. So the question is asked today. Who is Jesus? Who is Jesus? This question can be asked to multitudes and you can get a different answer. Because there are some times in my life I needed a healer and his name is Jesus. There are times in my life that I needed the tabernacle of the Lord. That I need the power of God in my life. But I needed a lover of my soul, and he became that lover of my soul. There have been times in my life that I felt as though that I am lonely, even though I'm in amongst of crowds, but I was alone. But who was Jesus in that moment? He was a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. He was one that dwelt with me. He was one that dwelt next to me. He was that comfort when I'm broken. He is the master builder when things seem to crumble around me. He is all things to all men. It does not matter where you are in your life today. Who is Jesus? Jesus is everything you need. I said Jesus is everything that you need today. was made by him. We could all agree with that. And the world knew him not. Verse number 14 again. Be coming to a close here in just a moment. Verse number 14. And the world and the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. What is John talking about? He's talking about the birth of Christ. He's talking about the birth of Christ. There are many people that bore witness of his birth. A couple weeks ago, I preached the message about in two or three witnesses. They witnessed the death, burial, and resurrection. But just as much as there was witnesses at the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, there were witnesses of him coming into this world. How can God save his people from their sins? It couldn't be an ordinary man. It couldn't, can't be me. It can't be you. I cannot save you from your sins. Is this all right to preach on Christmas Eve, Eve? 
Genesis Eve Eve, I guess it is. Something had to happen in order for something to fall from heaven and for something to bloom, something beautiful had to take place. The maker of the heavens and the, heavens and the earth brought forth the rain. Isaiah 55, it brought forth the snow. But there was something beautiful that had to happen in order to beautify the earth and save its people from its sins. It could not be just an ordinary man. It couldn't just be an ordinary child. But it had to be fully God and fully man. In order for man to be redeemed... You need to have somebody that has walked upon this earth. But the only power in redeeming, I cannot redeem you. I cannot go, you cannot come to me in my office and say, Pastor, forgive me. And I, and I pronounce a sentence upon you and say, you are not. Only God can forgive sins. I cannot forgive sin. I can forgive you, but that does not keep you from that sin. That, yet sin is still upon you. That's why God came. He was fully God because he needed the power to forgive sins. But he was fully man because he wanted to show us how to live an overcoming life in this world. So who is Jesus? He is God manifested in the flesh. I said he is God manifested in the flesh. I said he is God manifested in the flesh. I said he is God manifested in the flesh. And he dwelt among us to give us power and make us the sons and daughters of on high. The word. He promised that he would come. And he says when I say it's going to happen, it's going to happen. And when my word comes forth, it's going to happen, and it's going to accomplish exactly what I said it was going to accomplish. So when Isaiah said I'm going to, he's going to come, and he's going to die, and he's going to come as a child, and he's going to die, and he's going to come as a child in Bethlehem. He's going to come be a spouse of Mary, or he's going to become as a child of Mary, but also be the son of God. He said all these things are going to happen because my word will not go forth void. My word said it's going to happen, therefore it shall happen. There are many of us who have prayed prayers and asked God to forgive us, but you still feel the guilt of that sin. Still feel the guilt and the shame of what has been haunting you. That you cannot face certain circumstances because of the onslaught of the enemy. You look at God and He has forgiven you. But there's something in you that you can't forgive yourself. I'm here to tell you today, God can reach down into your soul. God, His Word can go into your life. He can dwell among you. Get into your spirit. And He can make all things new again. I said He can make all things new again. We're all just sinners saved by the grace and the mercy of God I'm no better than anybody else in this room the only difference that I have is I carry the weight of your soul God has called me to be a pastor I don't know why sometimes I question Lord did you really say what you, were, what you said about me being a pastor because you know I'm ill equipped 
not equipped to handle these situations, not equipped to, to handle the weight of the soul of humanity. I'm not, I'm not equipped to handle the, the weight of people going through things and helping them through. I don't have the intellect. I don't have the, the knowledge. But the Lord always reminds me. I dwell in Him and He dwells in me. All that knowledge and all those things that God wants to give to us. He wants to dwell in us. I think it's in 1 Corinthians says, in Christ there is hope of glory. In the fullness of Christ. In Christ. In Christ. I said in Christ. Dwelling in Him. In Him dwelling in me. I go many times in Scripture. In Matthew chapter number 6. I'll close with this verse right here. Matthew chapter number 6. You say, Pastor, I don't know how to, I don't know how to pray. I don't know how to talk to the Lord about my situations. But everything in the Word of God is, is there for us so that we can learn from it and to learn how to pray. The Lord gave us an incredible chapter here on teaching us how to pray. So if you're wondering how to pray today, I want you to picture the, the coming Savior as a child in this, in this verse. He says, after this manner, therefore pray ye, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom comes. God robed himself in flesh, and his kingdom came to this earth. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our Isaiah 55. He came to give me bread. Come on, don't forget Isaiah 55. He came to give me bread. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. I'm here to tell you today as you stand with me right now, we're going to go to a time of prayer. And I want you to pray. Lord, I need your kingdom to come in my life. I need your will to be done in my life. I want your spirit to dwell in me. And if you need God to forgive you of your sins, I want you to pray. And I want you to ask God to forgive you of all the sin, all the things that have, have you hold you hostage, all the things that bind you, all the things that have troubled you. I'm here to tell you today, God wants to dwell in this place and in your vessel here today. Thank you for listening to today's message. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. If you would like to know more information about our church, please check us out on Facebook at Lifeway Apostolic Church. May God richly bless you.